Hi to all our listeners. This is Coach Chelsea, the host of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, a place where athletes, coaches, and athletic professionals come together to talk about faith, sports, and servant leadership. We hope that this podcast blesses you. If there's anything we could do for you, please find us at the Chelsea F on Twitter, at Chief Friend John, C H E F R A N J O H N on Instagram and streaming live at Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook. We pray that you continue to be blessed and continue to serve as God would ask us to. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being here again for uh, just another call, another chance, just fellowship on a servant leader. I'm super excited about um, our servant leader that we have today, just simply because we see, we've seen athletes, we've seen coaches, and today we get to see the servant leadership from an AD, right? <laughs> and I have to be honest with you, I'm a bit biased because she's also, shout out to my soror, Delta Sigma Theta Incorporated, but super excited to have you here, Miss White, um, Danielle White from IUPUI. Um, super excited. It's one of those things where people will always ask, so I'm going to answer it for you. What made you ask me? That is the one question that holds true no matter how many times we do this thing. I believe I'll have to go back. Uh, we were talking about the other day. I believe you're like one of the 80 something speakers and it never. So I'll go ahead and answer. And, and the simple talk about that is people can talk the talk, but then when they walk the walk, something else. And when they're doing it, not paying attention that people are watching, they're doing it for the glory of God. They're doing it simply because that's what servant leaders do. And so please understand I was watching. It was co-signed by other people. It's like, oh, you don't know? Oh, I'm glad you got a reach. You're going to find out in that hour. So I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you so much just for agreeing. Because I know in this day and time, uh, time is very limited. So thank you so much just for offering the time. And I'm excited to chat with you today. So I'm going to go ahead and tor- turn the torch over to you. I'll let you talk and give an introduction. And then we'll, we'll roll from there. Well, I appreciate you passing the torch uh, and, and, and thank you for answering the question that I definitely thought about, but it's funny because I told myself I would not ask. And, and, and the reason why I said that is because God ordained it. So if it, if it was meant to be, and it's for me to be here, then this is what I'm going to do. So Come on here. as I said on, uh, as I responded back to your tweet that I've been praying all week, cause you know, you get a little nervous when it's, when it's time to talk about your walk and you, and you hope that you are walking the walk and, and talking the talk and walking the walk. And I feel pretty comfortable in mind that, that, that I am doing that. Or at least, you know, we all fall short at times, you know, but, but having right people in my circle to get me back in check, if I haven't already gotten myself in check, is very important. So I appreciate you, Sora, for inviting me. And I look forward to spending these next, you know, however many minutes, you know, I won't go over my time um, with you all, but a little bit about me. So yes, I am. I'm the senior associate AD and SWA at IEPUI. I've been um, at IEPUI for two years now. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny, I guess I'll just kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the beginning. Um, I am the offspring, if you will, of a coach. Um, my father is a track and field coach. So I tell people that I was literally born into division one athletics. Um, my father um, coached track and field. 
He is uh, in the Hall of Fame. Both of my parents are originally from Birmingham, Alabama. So if there's anyone from the South or from Alabama, um, that's where my roots are. Uh, my father's in the Hall of Fame for, uh, the, for long jump, triple jump at the University of Kansas is where he ended up going to school. He's also in the Hall of Fame um, at Jeff State where he went um, to junior college. And so I have been around athletics um, literally all my life. And the funny thing about it is I had no plans of being in athletics. Um, I wanted to be, I was a business major. I was going to go work for a fortune 300, 400, 500 company, make a whole lot of money until somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, yeah, it's not going to work out like that. So um, played volleyball, back up a little bit, played volleyball at Auburn, had a redshirt of my first year, had a fifth year of eligibility. And I'm going to pause right there and say, yes, I did play basketball. Yes, I do know how to play basketball. Uh, I just had uh, an opportunity to, to play volleyball, something that I had not played for a very long time. I was athletic. And let me say not was. I still am. <laughs> I was athletic uh, enough to be fortunate enough to have a choice. And I actually chose volleyball because I knew I had not reached my full potential yet. Not saying that I had reached my full potential in basketball either, but it was a challenge. It presented a challenge for me. And so that's why I chose to play volleyball and it ended up working out pretty well. So I'm thankful for my experience at Auburn. Um, but had that fifth year, graduated on time and knew I was in what started working on my master's and I knew I wanted to finish. So the door opened for me to get in athletics. Um, take it back a little bit further. I was, I was reading through what you had um, in the email that you sent to me, Chelsea, and just, you know, what to talk about and how did I get here and different things like that. And, and the, the thing that popped into my mind, first thing that popped into my mind is that somebody prayed for me. And um, one thing that I did not mention is my father is a minister. Now, I did not grow up a preacher's kid the entire time. My father actually did not accept his call until he was 50. Um, however... I grew up in the church. My father was a deacon. My mother was a deaconess. Um, my grandfather was a deacon. My great-grandfather was a pastor. So if you ever in Birmingham, Alabama, and you happen to pass by Rising Star Baptist Church, that is the church that my great-grandfather pastored for many, many, many years. So I say that because even, and that's on my father's side, but I know prayers were going before I probably even existed on both sides. And I'm where I am today because of those prayers. Um, just going forth and, and being genuine and being authentic, along with, you know, my added prayers that I, that I added in for myself. But those prayers had already been going to the heavens, like I said, prior to my existence and continue to this day that I'm still walking and living um, on, on the prayers of my family members. And it's funny, my daddy, he called me the other day and he said, Janelle, you doing all right? And I say, yes, daddy, I'm doing fine. He was like, all right, because you know I pray for you every night. I said, I know daddy. And I'm a daddy's girl to the heart. I, you, you put that definition, you go find my picture right next to it. I love my mama to death, but I am definitely a daddy's girl. But to know that I have no doubt that my parents are praying for me. I have no doubt that my family members and friends, very close friends are praying for me and, and, and they know that I'm praying for them as well. So definitely here because of prayers, also because of favor. And, you know, I am thankful for the favor that I have on my life and everyone that I have that I'm having the opportunity to speak to right now, you have that favor as well. And, and I live and breathe in, in my favor. And I know that there is not, it has nothing to do with luck. I do not believe in luck. I believe in favor. Um, the good Lord has blessed me with the spirit of discernment. 
I think that's also why I'm here. Very discerning. I'm, I, I sit back and I watch and they say spirit knows spirit. And I tell you what, if your spirit is not right, I'm going to know it. <laughs> I'm going to know it pretty quickly. Does that mean that I treat you differently? You know, that I still don't love you or extend like I'm supposed to? It doesn't mean that. I, I'm still going to do those things. It just it lets me know how I need to move forward and, and what I need to do to make sure that I'm not allowing myself to get off track. So I definitely tap into my, my, my discernment uh, very often. And, and, you know, a lot of it too, is just good old fashioned treating people, right? You know, I believe in, in the harvest and that you reap what you sow. And I tell my children that all the time. And my, my husband, sometimes he fusses at me because he's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You don't need to be doing it. And, and I tell him, I said, you know, it's not for me to get anything in return. I don't want it back. But what I do want, we, we have four children, three girls and a little boy. And what I hope and pray for on a daily basis is that if mom and daddy are not around or we cannot get to them, that somebody will help them. And if that's because of something that I did for somebody else, then all I don't want it back. Please give it to them because I know that time will come. And I keep my children covered in prayer all the time all the time. I will pause in the office and something will just tell me to pray for my babies. And I will do that because this, this, we know what we're dealing with in this world, you know, and, and we don't know what's to come. And I just want them to be covered. I want them to be loved. And I want, I want them to love and cover others as well. But I, I definitely want my babies to be taken care of, which also brings me um, to order. You know, we serve a God that is about order. And I have to have order in my life. I can tell right away when I'm out of order. Things will go crazy. Things, things just, it's just, you get that, that, that to that point and you're like, what in the world? What is going on? Why are things not? And, I was, and I'll pause immediately. And I'll be like, wait a minute, something's out of order. And I've, and I've said that before in front of my kids and they're like, no, it's not mommy. The stuff is where it's supposed to be there. You know, and I'm like, nope, mama is thinking in the spirit right now. Things are out of order. This is why things are, are going awry. We've got to get ourselves back on track. I've got to get myself back on track. What am I missing, Lord? What, what is the lesson? What am I to learn here? And so it's catching those things. But if, if I am not operating in the spirit, if I'm not doing the things of God, I'm not able to catch that. I'm not able to see that. And I can, you know, go down a road of despair, if you will. But I really, you know, I'm thankful that the spirit will speak to me very quickly and let me know what I need to do to get myself back on track. And to just really talk about my career, you know, I've been out of the business twice, I have been out of the business twice and have been very fortunate and blessed to be able to get back in almost where I left off um, and continue to rise. And, and I know that's because of God. It's no, it's nobody else. You know, I got out, um, we got my husband and I, we got married. We basically had a honeymoon baby. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what in the world just happened? What am I going to do? We're not, we're too far from family. I need help. I don't know what to do with this baby. What, what, what is going on? And so made the decision to leave. Um, I was at Middle Tennessee at the time and things were going well. I had been there 
a year and I had gotten a promotion. My title changed. I got sport oversight. I was running game operations for women's basketball. Everything was moving like it, it should have been moving. And I decided to let it go. And I needed to, I needed to be closer to family. That was one of the reasons. The other reason too was that I didn't see anyone that looked like me in upper level administration. And I knew that I wanted to be a senior level administrator. At the time, I was still trying to decide if I wanted to be an athletic director or not, but I knew I wanted to be a senior level administrator. And I didn't see, see many women of color. Uh, if, if they were there, they weren't married. And if they happened to have been married, they didn't have kids. <laughs> um, and then if they had kids, they were divorced. So it was just hard for me to find what, what my picture looked like. Why, why is there no one that I can go to that has what I hope to continue to have? And it was a bit discouraging. And so got out, got out for two years. I went to work at State Farm of all places. I went and did auto insurance. I was a, um, an auto underwriter, um, but crazy enough, found success in doing that. And again, I credit that all to God. We have a purpose, right? We know that. We, we have a purpose. And I believe everything happens for a reason. God already knew. He already knows what's going to happen, right? We know that. As believers, we know he already knows. We're just, we're just living it out day by day. And so to go into something that I had no clue what it was, uh, never thought about insurance and to be successful in it, I stepped back now and I'm like, wow, I did things. I moved through State Farm quicker than regular people move through State Farm. Um, moved from an underwriter to a, to a supervisor in no time flat. But, but I also realized at that point in time that this cubicle life, is not for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, Lord, uh, I'm appreciative of this. Um, I'm thankful that I have a job, but this ain't quite working out. So what are we going to do? So um, I failed to say in the beginning as well that my husband is a, is a football coach. So I am, not only do I, did I come from coaching, I married one. So my husband is a football coach. He actually is um, at a division two school in Michigan at, at Davenport University. He's coaching there right now. So we've been married in July. We made 14 years. And I just shared with a friend that I think we've lived together maybe five of those 14 years. Uh, we've been apart for a good part of our marriage. And that's something that we knew was likely going to happen. We talk about sacrifice all the time. It's getting much harder now because our kids are getting older. And so we're, we're hoping to get back under the same roof. I say in the same zip code um, so that he, because he's missed out on a lot of things, you know, there's only so much FaceTime and things that we can do, but I digress a little bit, but um, you know, him, him being there and, and different things going on. So I was like, okay, he had the opportunity. Uh, he's from Mobile, Alabama. Well, let me take that back. He would shoot me if he heard me say that. He's from Theodore, Alabama, which is very close to Mobile. I have to get that right. Um, and so he had the opportunity to um, go to a pretty prominent high school in Mobile to work. And this is where I talk to my mentees all the time about the, the power of networking and how important it is to network and to never burn any bridges and to leave things better than you found them. And so I talk to my mentees about that all the time. And because a lot of the, 
of course I know that God has ordained every step that I have taken, but I also know it's because of the relationships that have been built as well. And so again, fortunately, I was able to pick up the phone, call a gentleman that um, I knew in the business that was working at South Alabama. Our paths had crossed. When I left Auburn to go to LSU to work, he came in as an intern at Auburn. And so we would see each other all the time at, at conferences and things. He was over compliance at South Alabama, called him and I was like, hey, shot in the dark, but my husband just got a job. I've been working in insurance for a little while, want to get back into athletics. Um, you know, it might take me a minute or two, but I know compliance like the back of my hand. I promise you I can get back into it, learn these rules. And he was like, Janelle, you don't have to say anything else. And he was like, you know, it is so crazy that you call because I just submitted um to our, to our chancellor, our president, um, for us to, to add a position in compliance. And he was like, um, you would be perfect for it. He was like, for me to be able to get you in this position, he was like, that's, that's, that's great. And I was like, well, okay, well, don't give it to anybody else. That that's my job. So you, you just go ahead and put my name on it. And, you know, they worked it out. Again, I talk about favor, worked it out. It was an entry-level position. Y'all, the SWA got involved with it. They increased the salary. They changed the title. All of that for me. That doesn't happen to people that look like us, okay? But that happens for those that walk in their purpose and that stay in order. Um, so that happened and I was able to get back in. Fast forward a little bit, shared with you that my husband's a football coach. My husband has been gracious enough to follow me pretty much majority of, of our marriage and majority of my career. And I knew at some point in time, I would need to reciprocate that and perhaps put my career on pause for his to be able to take, to take lead. And that opportunity came. And fortunately I was pregnant with our, with our son, who was our fourth child. And so it just naturally organically worked out. So I was like, okay, I had, I was at Alabama state. I was a senior associate AD SWA had, my career was 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 flying high, y'all, and had pregnant with our son. And I was like, okay, it's just it's time for me to to take a step back and, and let him lead. So he got the job at Bowling Green State University, and we moved to Ohio. And I stayed at home. I was a stay at home mom, and um, did that for two years. And boy, when I tell you, prayer changes things because y'all stay at home mom life. Not for this girl. I'm going to be very candid and very honest for you. I love my children. I love my children. But every day with my children and every day in COVID with my children <laughs> has got my prayer life on track. Do you hear me? Because I just have to, mm -mm, mama needs a minute. Let me just close this door. Let me go into, let me go into my hiding place and just get my spirit right. But I had, I talked to my husband. I was like, babe, this really isn't working out. And, and I joke about it. Um, and hopefully you all can tell that I, I really, I like to have a good, I like to smile. I like to make people smile. I like, I, I laugh because I, I truly believe that God wants us to enjoy our life. It's not meant to be hard all the time. Yes, we're going to have hard times. We're going to, um, we'll have our dark days, but we're not supposed to stay in it. Um, 
we're supposed to continue on, get back, get ourselves, lift ourselves up, get back on track and know that he has us because his word said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And we have to believe that. Um, I was thinking about Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord. And I just stopped right there. Trust. We'll just pause for that for a minute. I'm just going to sit that right here virtually. Trust. We have to trust God. And there are many times that we don't. Right. And when we don't, that's when we start to get out of order. That's when we start, things start to go awry. That's when we, we have to come back to that and truly trust and, and stay in his word and be about his word and be able to speak it. I don't care where I am in the, in my office, walking down the hall, people are like, you know, you're talking to yourself. Nope. I'm praying. I'm talking. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually talking to God because we know that prayer is conversational. Um, and I can have a conversation with him anywhere. Uh, and, and at any point in time. So my husband and I had talked about it and I was like, you know, and we also quite candidly saw the writing on the wall with some things that were happening at his job. And I said, you know what, I think it's, it's time for me to start looking. Let me see, you know, what, what, what's available. Let me tap into my network and see if there's anything that I could possibly. And I said, you know, I probably have to start again. You know, I may have to go back to compliance. I didn't want to, but I was like, I might have to go to compliance. I might have to do academics. I know those things, I'll, even facilities and game operations. I'll do whatever, but but we need to start thinking of a plan B. And lo and behold, I don't know if you all, where you are, where everybody is, but um, Bowling Green, uh, Ohio is not very far from Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, job was posted, senior social AD. I start looking, doing research on my, on my, athletic director I was like his name is very why is his name so familiar well his name is familiar because he's from Auburn Alabama and he was at Auburn when I was there um and even though we both knew of each other we didn't know each other but we had the same circle of people which is interesting and so boy everybody that I could think of I was like, who do you, who do, who knows him and who does he know? So I started calling people and I'm like, Hey, y'all know, do y'all know Roger Perry? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I need you to text him. Um, I need you to call him. I need you to send him an email. And so we joke about it. Now I said, any chance that you got a lot of text messages or phone calls or emails? And he was like, I sure did. And I was trying to figure out what was going on. So I joke with people. Of course, people are like, you only got the job because you went to Auburn. And I said, well, I receive it. Either way it goes, I'm here. My, my apologies, y'all. That's my four-year-old. We so. love babies. <laughs> I heard them. I was just waiting for him to come through. We you know, love the babies. Me too. I normally I normally do my disclaimer in the middle and say, uh, you, you might hear a four-year-old little boy at some point in time. As much as I try to say mama has is on a call or a meeting, he has not really, that doesn't resonate with him. <laughs> hey, we love it. We love the little servant leaders. How about that? There we go. There we go. He will be one. Well, he ran back on out. I guess he saw that I had my headphones in. Um, but uh, yeah, so called him and uh, lo and behold, it worked, y'all. Here here I am. And, and I'm, I'm in, in the position that I am today and not in just any position. I'm left for two years, two years out, out of the business and came right back in at the level that I left in the senior. So I didn't have to start as an assistant AD 
worked my way to an associate, didn't start as associate, started, came right back, walked right back into a senior associate AD position and had the SWA designation. That's nothing but God, nothing but God. And so I am, I am just, again, thankful, grateful uh, for all that he's done for me, all that he continues to do for me. And I just, I, I, I look forward to my own future, you know, um, and, and, and what else he has in store. And I say every day when I pray that, Lord, I just want to be your vessel. I want to continue to walk in my purpose and I want you to use me and truly use me for, for your good. So I know I'm kind of, how am I doing on time? I know I'm kind of right there, so. No, you're perfect. I was sitting here, I think we all were sitting here like, yeah, keep going. Because I think the biggest thing and the most amazing part about that is, you know, when you speak about, A, your faith in God, and you already had me in the, in the beginning when you said, I'm comfortable in my walk, in my faith. You know, it doesn't matter how high I climb. It doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter what I do. I know where my help comes from, you know, and I was really stuck on the portion where you talked about order, right? Because we all know that as coaches and as leaders, you know, my grandparents all the time, you talked about a praying grandmother, mother, I had all of that. I have a praying mother and, uh, you know, Minister Dennis, every time I see Pastor Dennis and Coach Dennis on here, and he talks about that seed of a mother, I'm telling you, every time somebody comes on and talks about that praying grandmother and mother, that just comes into my heart. And when you talked about order, you know, our, our God does not, he doesn't dwell in chaos. He tells us that, right? He's not a God of confusion. So when you speak about that order and it makes sense because if we're out of order, we can't hear him. And that's what you spoke about, but it made so much sense in each step that you talked about, even, you know, marriage, you know, both of you and your husband being in a coaching scene in different places, that doesn't happen without order and hearing from God. So I applaud that big time. That is huge. And, and, and hearing certain leaders come on on a daily basis. I think order was probably, you know, some people on here that's been riding this thing with me for a while. Order was probably, this is probably the first time I've heard it in that way. And I think that was amazing. So of course, you know, you know, with, we were talking about this a little bit before we got on with the pandemic and things have been left and right and, you know, unsure. What would you say the pandemic has taught you, if anything at all? You know, we've had plenty of time. <laughs> what do you think the pandemic has taught you that maybe you hadn't seen prior to? That this job and this profession doesn't matter. That it is about my family. And that it is about, again, walk, walking in, in, in purpose. And I believe that purpose can change. Um, it, and I, I, and what I mean by that is overall, you're still in your purpose, but your purpose may look different on a different day. That's what I mean by it can change. Um, but really the, the, the importance of family, the importance of remaining in order, you know, I, I, I talked about my husband being away. My husband was able to come back home and, you know, having him around, I'm not gonna lie, it was a bit of an adjustment in the beginning because it was like, wait, we're used to operating in different ways. But that part of a wife being submissive and allowing your husband to, not allowing, your husband leading 
and being the head and not the tail and 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 all of those things just started coming back to me and i was like this is this is how we're supposed to operate this is how we're supposed to go um this is what this is what it would be like with our family being together and when i tell you all my children just have been just glowing because their daddy is around and again they're they're i have three girls so of course i know i'm a big daddy's girl so they're big daddy daddy's girls too but even my son he he lights up when his daddy is around and there's there's a difference when he's not here and so you know it, in praying and, and i know my mother-in-law she's like i'm just asking god to put y'all back in the same place and I tell her all the time, I said, well, we're praying too. And I said, it's going to happen. We just have to be patient. So it, it's, it's coming. And I, and I, I feel it in my spirit. I know that it's coming. Um, but I am so grateful. And, and, and every time I talk to somebody that has, you know, been talking about the, just the horribleness of the pandemic, and, and I don't take that away. It, it is horrible. People have lost people. I, I, I understand that. And I respect that. And so people very close to me have lost people and, Yes, for that reason, it, it is it is bad, but we have to we have to focus on the positive side of things and we have to look at this, you know, I, I'm somewhat grateful for the pandemic because y'all I was tired. <laughs> I am not gonna lie to you. I was tired. Um, we had so many events coming up and, and my facilities and game operations person left last November and we were moving in and look. God answers prayers because we were moving into softball season and I know nothing about setting up a softball field. Do you hear me? Nothing. And so I was like, Lord, who, who's going to do this? I, I've got to learn how to, how to do a softball field. I don't even know. I can't drag anything. I'm going to get on this thing. going to look toe up. And here, here, here it came, the pandemic and no softball. I was like, whoo, now I'm, 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 I'm sorry for our student athletes and our coaches, you know, but, but, but I'm not gonna lie, the inside, I was like, whoo, Lord, you, you came through on that one because you knew that, um, that, that I just was not prepared for that. So of course, now I got to get my mind right, because now we're talking about having, like six sports going on at the at one time so I really got to get my mind right now but just the pause I am I am appreciative for the, the 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 opportunity to pause and really focus on what is important and it's not that job I, I do my job I'm thankful for my job I'm always going to do it well I'm going to support the people that are that are with me and my colleagues and my friends and things but it's about family and it's about staying connected to your family and it's about me supporting my children who need me all they want is time they don't want anything else from me they just want time and and sometimes I, I'll admit I, I haven't been able to give that to them or I've I've allowed I've leaned in the wrong direction I talk about getting out of order the job took the lead and when it shouldn't have and so very long answer to your question I apologize for that but um definitely that's what it's taught me that that I have got to keep my family number one I think it was the perfect length <laughs> answer to that question you know first of all shout out to the softball team <laughs> because when they hear that they're gonna be like for real that's like really <laughs> they, but they already know I I keep it I keep it very real and my coach would probably just start laughing because she knows <laughs> I love it Coach, you know, I, I love so much and, you know, I love so much about just your ability to be able to have wherewithal. Um, and as we would say, I'm a teacher by trade. So with itness, because 
to be able to juggle being a wife, a mom, a senior administrator, just doing all of these things, but to understand who is still the head of your life. And sometimes that's missed, right? We spend our times chasing the perfect job and we spend our time, and I have to give a shout out to that, uh, a dream job. I was talking to coach Brittany Ezell and she said, if you have a dream job, you're dreaming about a job, we need to change that. And that stuck with me after that conversation that resonated. And that's exactly what she said in that answer. You know, I love my job. I need my job and that's great. But family is the biggest portion. That time is the biggest portion. And I tell people all the time, you know, listening to different podcasts and things like that, we ask God, and that's why I laughed. You couldn't hear me. You said, I was tired. And that's what I said. I said, we asked. That was a prayer for many. God, we just need some rest, right? Now, I, I ain't asked him for seven months of rest. But, you know, hey, <laughs> if that's how he chose to answer that prayer, then, hey, so be it. Um, but you are very in tune with him speaking to you. You are very in tune with prayer. And that's something that was built as a foundation. Many people will continue to hear me say, and they'll say, Chelsea, why did you do this? And I tell them quickly, it's not me. That's why you see the servant leader. This has nothing to do with me. This is God's agenda. And one of the things that I tell people is simply trying to normalize the fact, like you said, I could walk down the hall at my job and I'm praying, right? There's no shame in that for you. You know where your help comes from. And I think sometimes depending on the job title, where we are, people have an indirect or an unspoken feeling that they have to mask their faith. What would you say to any coaches, any leaders listening about that aspect? How can we kind of open that up? And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just seeing that perspective from you because you're so open about your faith. Yeah, I think it just, not forcing it, and but just allowing it to be organic. And, and when you're walking in the spirit, you'll know the right time to talk to somebody about it, or you'll know the right time to chime in on something. Um, or say something and you know it I, I am definitely not walking out I'm a Christian you know everybody hey you know servant leader here you know anything like that but when somebody comes into my office if they're having a hard time or they are they talk about something that's happened in their family or again I'll, I'll go back I told you all that um that spirit of the discernment I sit back and I watch and I listen and I I have conversations with people and that's my way of learning more. I ask questions and I don't get into like, where do you go to church? You know, how do you, now I will ask some people sometimes and I'm like, okay, where, where can I go to church? Especially when you new, move to a new space, but um, to get to know my colleagues and my coworkers, because you can't have those conversations with everybody. And I, and I understand that and I receive that, but I know that because I paid attention. I've been quiet. That's, you know, I was just went through a, um, a seminar last week at Alfreda Golf. I love her to death, but she talked about how her mama told her, you know, that's why the Lord gave you two ears and one mouth. You need to close the mouth and you need to listen. And and I, I've heard that, you know, growing up for quite some time now. And I really pay attention to that. And I sit back and I listen. And so, like I said, my conversations sometimes are not always out in the open. Sometimes they're just in my office or, it, or it's in my colleague's office. And, and we can talk about it. I have a colleague now who shared with me, you know, his father was sick and he talked about his father 
not being a believer, but he's a believer and how he talked to his father about, um, you know, could he pray for him? He was in the hospital and, and his, and his father said, yes. And he was kind of surprised by the fact that his father said yes, but he did that. And those aren't everyday conversations. Now he has been very open, you know, about his faith and, and, and has, and we talked about that on a, on a virtual call, you know, we, what have you been doing the pandemic? And he said, working on my faith, you know? And so, but I knew that anyway, with before him saying that, because I had paid attention and he talked about small groups and going to different churches and things. So I, you know, to really answer your question, Chelsea, I think it's just being comfortable in your skin um, knowing who you are, no matter what, not looking to force anything on anybody, or as we say, shove, shove things down, down people's throats, but really walking your walk and talking your talk because people will say, what's wrong with the world? And somebody will say Christians, <laughs> right? That's That's somebody true. will come right back and say Christians because there's several of us that aren't doing that. And like you said, you don't know who's watching. I just we just met each other you know yeah just met each other but you said you were watching and 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 some people co-signed it you know again I don't know who all those people are that you spoke to but they obviously know me or if they don't know me they've watched me as well and so not that that you know beats my boosts my head up or makes my shoulders stand any broader but again I'm very comfortable in just who I am and what I'm about and whose I am and I know no matter what, that he's got me. That's so good. Oh my goodness. Like, that's so good. And I'm telling you why. I told people before um, that one of the hardest parts about people trusting in God or even choosing to seek his face is what they see mm-hmm. and then what they don't see mm-hmm. in the Christian walk. Right. And that's been one of the largest parts trying to be obedient to God's word about the servant leader and increasing coaches of faith is trying to show people that those same faces that you see on a day to day coaching on the sidelines, whatever sport may be, um, serving in leadership positions in sports, that at the end of the day, that's where the help comes from if that's who you believe in. And then when you put a face to it and they're not ashamed about it. And I think I loved it when you said, you know, it's not about yelling. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Hey, hey, hey. It's legit walking the walk, right? Because it says, let your light so shine. We were talking about this the other day. Let your light so shine, right? So that they may see your good works, God's good works, right? And glorify our father who's in heaven. It has nothing to do with us. So it doesn't mean that I have to wear a sign on it. If you're showing and exhibiting what God has called us to do, you can see it. It's just like what you said, that spirit of discernment that lets you, like I said, the Holy Spirit helps you walk right, talk right, move right, right? We can see that. And so I think that's so huge, especially like that uh, co-worker you spoke about. That's why. You didn't have a sign that said, hey, come to me and I can pray for you because I'm a Christian and, and I got this. It's what they saw in you. You know, various times I'll get a message to say, hey, can you pray for me because X, Y, Z. And I know that had nothing to do with the fact that I don't sit in the middle of my classroom trying to pray. <laughs> I'm teaching, right? But the fact of the matter is that walk, it's that life that we lead. I will show people through man, you know, that he is who he is and he's got and got alone. So I think that's an amazing question. Um, I don't want to be rude to my other coaches. I have a a, a tendency to do that, right? So guys, I'm going to give y'all an opportunity because they know I'll do it. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity. If you have any questions or anything, 
again, it depends, right? Sometimes they're quiet and sometimes they're not. Um, but please, 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 if you have um, a question or anything for Coach, go ahead before, um, you know, I can. <laughs> All right, they can't say I didn't ask them, okay? Because sometimes I just roll with it. Um, but the biggest thing, and, and I hear you, uh, Brian. Brian was like, <laughs> I know who I am and whose I am. That stuck with me too. Um, the biggest thing of this whole platform is talking about servant leadership, right? And what that looks like. The beauty of that is, of these 80-something odd speakers, I asked that question and the definition continues to grow. Continues <laughs> to grow, and mm -hmm. and that is the beauty of it. So, for you, the same question that's going to hold true every time that I speak and we come on: What does servant leadership look like in your eyes? Servant leadership is authentic. It's genuine, and it's something that it's not. It can't be forced. It can't be learned. In my opinion, um, it, it, it lives, it either lives in you or it doesn't. And, you know, when, when it, and that is something that we, I don't want to say it's been thrown around or tossed around, but there are people that will say, you know, I'm a servant leader, I'm a servant leader. And then you watch them and you're like, really? Well, that's interesting. I don't think I'd call that servant leadership. Yeah. Right. But it, 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 it's what we've been talking about and, and to not beat a dead horse, but to say it again, it's walking the walk, talking the talk. It's living it day in and day out. Are you going to fall 100%? Absolutely. Will you get back up? You better, you know, you better. And it's, it's, it's owning, when you make a mistake, it's owning it. It's correcting it. It's getting it right. It's saying, you know what? I messed that up. I did, but I'm gonna do everything I can to correct it. It's knowing, you know, I, I'll, I'll take it back to the job, knowing your people. And, you know, my monthly meetings with my coaches, I typically have agenda. They send me their agenda items. I have my agenda items. And number one on the agenda was, how are you? How's your family? I don't want to talk about anything else, but I want to know how you're doing. And then some of them, they know me enough now to know that I mean that. No, I really want to know. Don't don't give me some fluff answer because I'm, we're going to go back to it until you tell me for real how you're doing. But they also know that what I'm not asking to ask. I'm asking because I care. And, you know, I, I think about all those things. It's, it's, it's knowing your people. It's truly being, being genuine, being authentic, and them seeing that. I don't have to say that I'm, I'll, I shouldn't have to say that I'm authentic and I'm genuine. Those should be, those are words that I hope people describe. If someone were to ask me and I'm not in the room, who, what is Janelle about? Those are the things that I would hope would be said because that's what I exhibit on a daily, or at least try to exhibit on a, on a daily basis. Um, and and they know, I tell my student athletes the same thing. You don't, you think that I don't know you from Adam. And, and, and that might be true, but I tell you what, while you're here, I'm going to treat you like you're my own. You go, my, my, my student athletes and I find out they go into surgery, I send them an email. I'm thinking about you. I'm, I'm, I hope things go well. 
let me know what I can do to help you. Sometimes it might be, you know, if you need me, call me, email me, whatever you need, but let me know what I can do. And sometimes people take me up on that. Sometimes they don't, you know, especially student athletes, they don't really know how to, how to accept us sometimes as, as administrators. But the one thing that I tell them in the beginning of the year, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. And, and I show up, I travel, I come to practice or they see me at their games. I'm high, well, you was high-fiving before COVID. Um, now, now we're giving distant high-fives, right? But again, them seeing me and, and knowing that, oh, wow, she, she really does mean that. She, she didn't just say it. Um, that's what servant leadership is to me. See what I'm saying? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying, right? That that is... So, oh my gosh, like that is, that is A, so good, but B, the beauty in it is that those are attaching to my ever going definition of servant leadership. And I think it's perfect because it's not boxed in, right? We know what it's, but many of us don't know what it is. And so that's why they're those same that you talked about, right? It's the same thing that, well, that's not servant leadership. Who told you that, right? Mm-hmm. But we can tell you what it's not, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe, just maybe at that point, when we start exhibiting so many of us the right thing, right? Some people will jump on board with that. So mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. And I think the biggest thing you said is servant leaders are authentic. I think that was the hugest one out of all of them. And I wish you could over here. <laughs> that popped out to me because we live in a world where people just aren't authentic anymore, right? You don't know what you're getting. Even when people are kind, question that because that's the world we're beginning to live in. And so we want to change the narrative, right? right? As servant leaders, we're, we're, we're trying to change it, not to anything to new, but to what the word of God is. And so I think you, you are more than beyond well on your way with that. And I appreciate that. You had a couple of different um, messages. You had uh, Coach Brian Burton. I told him I would definitely. Okay, perfect. I just, I just caught up. He's, uh, he, he's, you're the best coach. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> he is, he is awesome. And then I have, uh, my brother, uh, Mr. Dennis, did you want to say it? I don't know if you wanted to, uh, actually reach out and, and tell her. There you Can you hear me? We can yes. hear you, my brother. I don't know how to work this thing. It's, <laughs> I need my, I need my, the four-year-olds have to help me. Um, but no, I was just thinking that authentic answer just rang so true, right? Um, and I just commented in the comment section that in the banking industry, they don't show the tellers uh, counterfeit money. They just expose them to that which is authentic over and over and over again, so that anything that is not authentic presents itself as counterfeit. And um, I think we see that in... Um, our Christian faith. We see that in coaching circles. We see that in parenting. We see that in every facet of life, teaching and, and all of the like. Uh, so blessed, coach. So blessed. And um, my previous comment, you, you really are a walking illustration of that message. Uh, we get this wrong in Christendom and in Christian circles. Uh, we've kind of been inclined to say favor ain't fair. Uh, <laughs> favor is fair. It and, is. And, and, and you and your husband are proof of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does masquerade as unfair because it disconnects us to everything that's not purposed. Mm-hmm. And then them folks go away upset. Go, oh, that's not fair. Well, it, favor is fair. Mm-hmm. So I just was really blessed by um, 
your message, your authenticity. I always tease my wife when um, we first got married and I was broke. Uh, I, I live in Jersey, so I would go over to New York to Chinatown and I get her a fake coach bag. And uh, ironically enough, she doesn't, it took me time in marriage to realize she don't like any of that stuff. Even the real bag, she's returned everyone I've ever bought her. No she's checking, so now I just go to Best Buy. She loves that, she loves it. It took me some years to learn. But um, what I discovered is they looked the part, but the stitching is, is the part that really measures. And, you know, I can tell you've got the right stitching coach and uh, I applaud you. I wish you Godspeed and that um, you would continue to make a great impact for the kingdom of God in the world of, um, I'm just uh, on a side note, maybe I hit you on Twitter or something and asked you about the iron bowl must be fascinating in your house. I mean, this this must be like, whoa, what's going on with the Iron Bowl? Let me tell you. And so I have I have family members that are Alabama fans. Um, I actually have family members that are graduates because I tell them, you, who's talking, the fan or the graduate? I, I'm not talking to the fans. <laughs> I tease them all the time. But yes, we are. My, my husband, he, he went to Auburn as well. He started there and he ended up. Um, uh, transferring to Murray State and finishing, but he's an Auburn Tiger through and through. So yes, when it when it comes Iron Bowl, it gets a little sticky around around uh, our family. <laughs> I think that's amazing, and you know, as you can tell, like you know, Pastor Dennis, that's my that's my brother right there. Yeah. It's yeah. like he'll sit there so meek, and then I said, "Do you have anything?" And then it's just like all this just and, boom. and thank you so much for those words i really do appreciate that thank you and that that was right on time what you put in the comment that i, I love that i might have to steal that and use use that Look. banking analogy there <laughs> hey i'm stealing it too I'm, I'm definitely stealing but the biggest thing you said because i actually uh in my former years i used to actually work at the coach store so started talking about that my brother i know I can spot it. I won't say anything, but I've learned how to authenticate a bag, right? Mm -hmm. uh, from the head to the toe of the bag, <laughs> down to the stitching. So yes, I get you on that. But I think that was so perfect and so time because he's absolutely right. And so if there was any part to answer why I reached out, why God led me to reach out to you. And for anybody that is asked to come on a servant leader, simply that the proof is in the stitching. And mm -hmm. I, I definitely that that's not mine that came from our <laughs> Dennis McNulty it's the proof is in the stitching and you did that on today but you do that every day so I just want to personally take the time to thank you so much just for rendering your time even in the midst of being mom wife you know leader all that good stuff even got to taste a little the small junior but I appreciate you so much because as I tell people, time is the very thing that we can't get back. We can't return it. We can't exchange it. There's no way. And so I appreciate you so much because it's priceless. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to leave us with anything, any encouraging liner message, leave us with something so that we could forever be reminded of the servant leader when you came on. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> that might be the toughest part, right? Everything else seemed to flow. And I, I thank God for that and, and him using me in this time because I had so many things bounce through my head. Lord, what am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? But as you said, it, it does become very organic. And so I, I appreciate you and I thank you for reaching out and, and for using your platform um, 
to to just you're just shining your light and I can see that too and that and that's wonderful and that's beautiful and I, I pray that you continue um, to do this and, and pr- present this platform for for many believers because we need this we need Thank this and, and and those that don't know that they need it but will know that they need it soon they need it as well so so please continue to do this and 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 thank you so much and you know for I, I don't have many parting words it's just trust trust God trust God um yes it, there are going to be some tough days there's there, there's going to be some tough weeks weeks and perhaps months but God has your back he it, it just recite those scriptures continue to stay in his word um when you feel yourself getting down go to his word go to a a daily reading or there's so there's so much that we can put our hands on now with technology you're not in this alone reach out to someone that you trust and that you know and ask them to pray for you knowing that they will and you know, just, just continue to go to your quiet place and, and, and have a conversation with them. And y'all, it does not have to be pretty. It does not have to be scripted. He just wants our time and attention. He, we, all we're supposed to do is praise and honor him. That's what we're supposed to, that's why we're here to give him the glory, the honor and the praise. And just do that. Even if you don't have anything to say, just say, thank you. Because I promise you that's enough. And I just got goosebumps with that because it's oftentimes where I just go to him. I say, I don't know what to say, but I'm just going to say thank you. And I feel so much better. So, you know, trust God. Trust that he has your back. Trust that he has the best plan. Get out of the way. Get out of your way. Get out of the way and, and let him lead you and guide you. And, and I promise you, it'll be better than anything you ever could have imagined. But she says that she didn't have a final word. I was over here with goosebumps myself. I'm just going to let you know right here. God is all over you, through you, through your words. You can tell that you don't just walk. I talk it. You walk it. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, If there's anything, and I I mean that, when you tell your student athletes and your, your, you know, coaches, if there's anything that I can ever do for you or we can ever do for you, I mean that. And you know that even on a higher extension, Soror. That's right. <laughs> you let me know, and I would be more than happy to it. I'm down in Florida, so not far from Alabama. So I am a Southern Belle. But I mean, if anything we can do, you let us know. And I appreciate you so much. We're going to go to my brother and Coach Dennis to close us out and take us home, if you don't mind, bro. Yes, let's pray. Father, it's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we come, Lord, indeed, with a heart of thanksgiving and mouth filled with praise. Your word says, Lord, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. So thank you. Thank you for this uh, anointed and peculiar uh, community of of faith-based coaches and servant leaders. We just pray, Lord, that we would live our life in a manner that would bring glory and honor uh, to your great name. We pray, Lord, that in those rough moments, in those Uh, rough seasons in those rough months or dare I even say years that Lord um, we would learn to trust you if we can't trace you help us to trust you when things are difficult when we're being pruned when others don't understand uh, Job comes to mind Lord that we would not curse God and die but that we would trust you that we would say like him though he slay me yet will I trust in him 
And so Lord, bless God, bless the efforts of these men and these women, give them uh, favor, give them order, give them increase, bless their going out, bless their coming in, bless their down sitting, bless their uprising, bless everything that's connected to them, players that don't even yet understand the impact of the life that's pouring into them on a regular basis. And then most of all, God, help us, oh God, to live in a manner that's pleasing to you. You said, oh God, that if we walk up rightly before you, there's no good thing that you withhold from those of us that do. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your great love. Thank you, God, for your great mercy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.